0: Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are talking about well, actually this is our, our fourth
1: in the series of cupping, but we are talking specifically about body. Yes, an important term that you may not know, but uh, you taste every time you put your you put your coffee to your to your lips. Well, and it's such an important piece
0: of the way coffee feels, the way it tastes, the way it uh, affects you. Um, so important, so that we were actually drinking a cup of coffee, one made with a paper filter and one with a metal filter It's just right. the difference. Just because we were curious. We were curious.
1: It's a little different though normal than normal because we actually, for both processes, we used a method, I should say. We used the AeroPress and we, right. we have a, a paper and we have a cone, K-O-N-E, and uh, we want to see, because later on we're going to talk about paper and, and metal make a difference to your body of your coffee.
0: Yeah. So I guess to start things off with, we, we, we will want to define what body is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you were telling me that body is one of the four four things that when you're tasting that
1: are kind of like the big ticket items that you're going to actually be tasting. Is that correct? That's right. Um, oh, I'm a bit loud there. I? Sorry. The, um, it's typically, you taste a lot of things when you drink a cup of coffee and hopefully it's good. Right. But uh, four main things that's tend to stand out when you drink a coffee and you actually think about your coffee. Uh, body would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the acidity. Is it bright? Is it not? Which we're going to talk about uh, probably another podcast actually. Mm. And the flavors, which we've already talked a lot about. And, yeah, be- well, and the flavor side, I mean, our last episode talked a lot about flavor. That's right. And uh, we're not going to go on that so much, but the last one is aftertaste. What happens once you've swallowed the coffee, what's happening there? So those are the four things. And body is one of those. I'm not sure. Is it you? Maybe it's you, but there's always. Uh, I'm thinking it's you, mm-hmm.
0: but uh, w- for years, you know, drinking coffee and stuff. Every once in a while, there'd be a little
1: bit of a, a little bit of a burp after mm. after. Yes, coffee yeah. is consumed. Some more my wife. She would uh, t- that's always a sign of a good cup of coffee. When but you it's a coffee, coffee burp. burp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not sure if that's exactly aftertaste, but it's it's after the fact. No,
1: that would definitely more aftertaste. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, what what actually? What is body? So we've talked about, you know, the fact that it is an important piece of what you're cupping. It's it's an important piece of what we're tasting. But can we kind of break down coffee or body um, a little bit more?
1: Yeah, which is what we intend to do this particular podcast. The body, um, it's of of a the SAA form, but mm. um, has ten different areas you can look at attributes of coffee. Right. One of them. Is body. There's a box in there for body. Yeah. And that gives you 10 points. So this is 10% of everything you say about a cup of coffee, 10% of it they're saying is body. We need to talk about that. It's a big portion
0: of yeah. the actual process of, of grading it, even on a cup. It, you know, like you said, it's 10% on a coffee form. And we'll, I think we've linked that form in mm-hmm. the past, but we'll link it again so you can kind of see the, the breakdown of that there.
1: And if you don't use the SCA one, most forms will do something about body because it is such a major component to the to the coffee itself
0: one well, how is it scored on that sheet is it intensity or what's the the kind of like the scale that it lays on
1: yeah two things really particularly the quality of the body is it a good body mm. or is it a body go well that is not even here and it may be there but it's just it's not doing anything to my tongue at all the, the tactile right. feel of it but there's another part to it that you can... It's a vertical scale on on that form. Mm. And it starts off thin and goes up to heavy. And uh, some coffees are thin and some are heavy. So that form... It will force you to put a line in there somewhere, and usually, if it's a specialty coffee, it's going to be a line between 6 and 10, and 10 yeah. being like, well, this is the best tasting body body coffee. Not a the, not the flavor here. I'm right. A, the a body of the coffee. A could have really bad flavor, but have good body. Exactly, or vice versa. I think yeah. that's
0: where that subjective, objective part comes in. Pretty clearly too, because you have to be able to sit there and say this has a good body, but I hate the way it tastes, yes. or you know, vice versa. Um, we're, you're you're not assessing just the flavor; you're actually assessing different components of that mm-hmm. coffee. And you you wrote something here that that I liked, um, and I think it ties back to kind of our our uh, we had an episode on extraction, and I That's think right. that kind of actually ties in as you and I were talking about this mm-hmm. episode before recording it. There's a lot of tie-ins to extraction in the body that I didn't ever make before, so I think it's it's kind of an interesting piece. But this is this is the this is the quote. Uh, that
1: do, was it from you. I I'm I, I for so long since I've written this down. This one and I looked back at my notes and I, I didn't have anyone with it. So I'm assuming I may have said something like this. This is a Paulism. Oh well, who knows? Maybe. If not, we're sorry. Uh, a suspension of small particles dispersed in another substance, which. Is a little airy fairy. It's mm-hmm. not
0: not you know. It doesn't really help clarify too much immediately. It but does, when you start thinking about yeah. it, it's there are more particles or substances mm-hmm. uh in suspension mm-hmm. in the hot water that we've used that's to draw right. coffee. And
1: body is very much those particles that are insoluble right. and those that float around in there, and that's going to give you a tactile feel on your tongue Mm -hmm. and this is now we're moving into what body is well and i think the
0: the biggest thing that i've heard you say and i've 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 thought about it before as well is milk and water i think that those differentiate you think about milk how many more things does milk have in it as opposed to water you know it's got fat it's got sugar it's got all all these different pieces there so there's the, not to say that that's the only reason we get that, but there is a lot more substance in mm-hmm. suspension in the... When we're like
1: cupping, the- that's a typical thing. When I'm leading a cupping, I will actually get people to, to have some water mm. and they put it in their mouth. They get their tongue involved, and that's really what you're doing. This whole, whole podcast is about getting your tongue involved in this yeah. and, and the top of the roof of your mouth as well.
0: Well, it's very much like the... Uh, Um, the one where we went through kind of like the actual physical practice of it, Mm -hmm. Um, it's like that slurping, Mm -hmm. you want to get it everywhere. So Mm -hmm. using your tongue to kind of swish it around in your mouth.
1: It swishes it around, but more importantly, it weighs the coffee because these particles have weight to them. Right. If it doesn't have so many particles, it won't have so much weight. And uh, so you're going to get your tongue involved in water and you just get your tongue and you, this is not going to, if you see this, Even then, that's not going to be that good. But just the tongue's going to go... And you're just getting your tongue up and down, like a scale. I think of it this way. Yeah. Imagine walking like normal.
0: Yes. And then imagine walking in a pool. Mm -hmm. How much harder is Mm -hmm. it to walk in a pool? It's not a bad idea. It's a lot harder. So it's like... You'll notice it. If you maneuver your tongue while you have just water in your mouth, Mm -hmm. think about how that feels. And then if you put milk or coffee, compare it to that. How does that feel?
1: Which is when you you spit the coffee out, the water out at this stage and your, your tongue just goes so fast. It's like, wow. I can it's like a fish it. in water. It's like a fish in water. <laughs> but then you put yourself with gumboots on in water. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> that's the illustration we're going with here. Yeah. And you put the milk in and suddenly there's this viscosity, they call it. Mm. It's just thick and your tongue slows down and it's it feels the weight of the coffee. And Now we're moving towards the the body or the weight, the tactile feel of the coffee.
0: And it's not, Actually, well, and, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not the texture. So it's not like, is it sticky? Is it is it sharp? Is it? It's the actual weight of that. So it's like, you know, it's not like having peanut butter in your mouth where it gets kind of sticky, but also has a lot of body to it.
1: It it's I would say it's got a little bit of that because mm. you, in body you're going to talk about smooth. A, has a smooth body, mm. and so it's heavy, but it floats around your tongue, goes around very easily. Whereas if you had peanut butter in your mouth, it goes not round so easily. So you sort of ripe beer so there's that tactile but that's smooth um is it a smooth body or not yeah it's going to be a different yeah no style it is body.
0: it is um well and i think kind of the the whole what we're talking about at the moment is mouth feel mm-hmm. mouth feel yep and i think that that's i don't know for me that's the easiest way to think about it is what is body well it's mouth feel what does it feel like in your mouth not exactly. what does it taste like yeah and I think that's a hard thing to get away from when I'm cupping coffee or, you know, anything we do a lot of times is what does it taste like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't, it's not quite the texture, but it's the weight. It's, mm-hmm. It is really like a, like a, a scale in your yeah, mouth.
1: That's right. And that, that texture and the flavor play into the body as well. So you, it, it sort of comes in your brain starts thinking about all those and putting all those things together and suddenly you're getting a score between six and 10, 10 being, this is the best quality body I've ever had in a six and you 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 sort of start thinking and as you have the next one Mm. from another country or wherever it may be you realize this is like water and milk this is like water and honey it's suddenly it's got a a much bigger body on it than the last one had
0: and then you add that you know eventually to the rest of what you're cupping with and and the rest of how you're tasting it and it, it it really does change you know the way that you taste or have a uh, the feel of a coffee, like if you have a coffee that's got lots of chocolatey notes and lots of things like that, it's not very bright, but it's got, and it's got a lot of body. Sometimes that makes sense, but if you have, you know, I guess it all depends on what you're looking for. But you could have a really bright coffee with with a lot of body, and mm-hmm. it might not
1: be what you're looking for. So it's it's a really important piece to consider when you're tasting the coffee. It is, it is, and as you're saying, when you that's 10 percent of the hundred percent score if you're gonna score a coffee, which is not a you know it's got its ends and you have a bit good and bad whatever, but. Right. Uh, uh, objectively you're trying to say this one gets a big score body and a little score uh, for acidity. Mm. um, The end score is going to be balanced in terms of it's not a bad coffee because it had a high body, it had a low and you may like it, you may not, but there's the score.
0: And what do you like Dad, with with coffee? Do you like it to have a higher body or does it depend on the coffee or
1: is it too too vague of a question? I'm very fortunate to have have had so many coffees. Mm. I've, learned and you do learn to appreciate some things I didn't start off liking body so much then I had a Sumatra mm. or a Silwasi and suddenly realized whoa the taste was very different I had to get used to that taste first but the body was out of this world and I'm going I like this I'm gonna have this skin and what happened as I had more for the body mm-hmm. I actually started to appreciate the, the the flavor the taste of the coffee as well
0: and I think that that is a huge part of it is it's Kind of like you said, with the different coffees, you had different experiences with it. It's not body is not going to make a bad coffee a good coffee. Exactly. You know, there's there's it's a
1: piece of it and it's important, Mm -hmm. but it's not all of it. (laughs) I've had recently. I had a I think it was an Ethiopian. I had that. It had a high body and a high acidity, and there's Mm. there's there's balance and there's there's aroma and 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 all these different you know fragrance, a lot of different aftertastes you could look at, but just body and acidity. Mm -hmm. This had high in both of those. So, therefore, I got a very high score at the end because it, it was it, 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 the balance was really good between the two. Mm. And therefore, we ended up with a really high score. and Wow, that's yeah. good coffee! Yeah, there you go. So let's dig into a little bit more of the science of body here. Uh, more the, the why, the how, the mm-hmm. why is it there kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which you do need to think about that because why mm-hmm. does some coffee have it and some doesn't? Well, and mm-hmm. how can you get more out of a coffee that Another you Another good might, question. You know, you might
0: cup something and you say, oh man, this would be, this would be so good if it had a little bit more body mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. How do we... How do we extract it? Can we extract mm-hmm. it? That kind of a thing. Um, and I we're saying the word extract a lot again. Yeah. If you have questions about extraction, we have another episode yeah. that talked about that, which is it ties in fairly well.
1: And you start realizing these things all do come together as such. <laughs> They're all in the same cup. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, the uh, extraction—that's an important part of this. As you start uh, giving time and temperature to the coffee, you put the grounds in, mm-hmm. and you put the water in and, and you you put the time in there. Mm-hmm. If you if we've talked about before, if you go too long, it may over extract. If you don't do long enough, it may under extract, if the ground's too coarse, too fine. Yeah. Extraction's gonna be be part of that. But part of the extraction uh, is is it's really dividing up the solubles and the insolubles. This is a science course here now. <laughs> <And> <laughs> get on I'm, your science hat. That's heads. right. And and soluble is is it dissolves in water basically. Insolubles it doesn't. The, the, the particle is still there, and the water doesn't get into it, and it can't extract any flavor out of that particular particle as such.
0: Right. I think of it like, uh, or uh, one way I just actually just thought of this, but uh, is if you think about having water, put a bunch of salt in it, stirred up, salt dissolves. Mm-hmm. Put a mm-hmm. bunch of eggshells in there, mm-hmm. stir it up. Insoluble. They are going to stay, mm-hmm. and that's going to change the way it feels. It's going to change like the literal actual mm-hmm. weight of the coffee itself, and so those pieces are going to have a pretty large effect.
1: Yeah, you don't really want to drink that, of course. Because
0: <laughs> no, no, we're not recommending you put eggshells in your coffee. This could be a new coffee, coffee. <laughs> it's like white coffee, but, but, but egg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, I've tasted these two coffees I right had in front of me, and. Yeah actually they, the flavor is different yeah very different um, one being a more metal style one being the paper style and but I'm liking them both I think the flavor is different but the body is actually fairly similar for an Aeropress I don't know if it's just the smaller uh, paper filter it's going through because we're going to look at it shortly that a paper filter tends to take out more oils than a metal filter.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's definitely a difference. It's, just, it's interesting. And, um,
1: and the tweaking we're, we're getting into now, the, changing the coffee, I, I need to say also that mm. the coffee comes, the seed comes with everything in it that it's ever going to have, basically. It, and it's you got can, all the tools there. Exactly. And you can bring out certain bits and other bits, but you can't if it doesn't have body, mm. then it, you're not going to be able to tweak really much at all. But it has a little bit or half of it. You know, there's enough in there. You can tweak out to accentuate that part of the coffee
0: right it's like a it's like a a, a music or a song you know you mm-hmm. on your stereo in the car you can turn up the bass in mm-hmm. a song to the middle of the treble turn them down but if a song doesn't have any low end or any bass to it there's
1: you, there's you can to crank th- it but <laughs> it's not going right. to do anything that's right that's so
0: that's... it really does have to be there mm-hmm. you can't uh, uh you can't you can't break what's, you can't add something that's not that's already consistent right. in the coffee. And if
1: it is there, what we're doing with the, the SCA um, cupping form, what we're doing here is mm. if there is body, if there is acidity, if there's art, all those things are there. Mm-hmm. Really, we're now looking at, if we're going to go for the musical an- analogy, you're looking at the different notes and you say, I want to pull out all the the, the middle C's. Yeah. Or perhaps other like bass notes. Perhaps the body is a lower note yeah and you're just now trying to forget about the the d's all the other notes on the piano <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you just want to bring out the c's let's say or right. the, the lower c if you want to go that deep and uh you're trying to filter out say so i can't hear the other notes all i'm listening to is for c's oh there it is there here you, you and
0: do- you're looking for balance within that you know if you have a song that's just all Low end, you know, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a song or a final product that's way out of balance. Exactly. Whereas if you, if you even it out, you know, if you have a song that's that's got balance through, it, so it's again, that's looking for that balance within mm-hmm. that body. It's gonna present you with a more. Uh, you know, a more defined cup as far as like you can, you can differentiate between flavors and different things. It's actually overpowered by one aspect. Yes.
1: yes, And the balance too comes in all the other notes are just as important, but you, at this point, we're just looking at the C, mm. but you need B and D and E, you need all those notes as well to give it a balance rather than if it is you saying. So yeah, they're all important, but we're just focusing right now on body.
0: Yeah. And and again, those those insolubles are things that don't dissolve in the hot in the hot water or the coffee or you know even cold brew um, are going to be uh, the oils. They're going to be uh, the actual solid parts of the bean. There's going to be pieces that make it through the filter or or you know depending on what filter you use they may not, mm-hmm. but that are all going to add or, or change the way that that feels there.
1: And typically, if you're going to start off in this whole looking at body coffees and trying to, f- to focus on that. This is a huge generalisation because coffee has moved on in terms of how you can get more body on the farm as well when you're growing coffee, although genetically it's there or it's not. Mm -hmm. And particularly Indonesian coffees, the Sumatra, the Sulawesi, they are known to have a lot of body. Mm. Um, Then you've got those with less body, but they've got other attributes that are good, like Colombia and Mexico are known not to have as much body. But that's what it used to be known, and things change though as time goes on, and they they try different methods on the farm. Right, it can change that up a little bit.
0: Well, and I think that's important. An important thing to note is that's where blending comes in as well. You know, in, unless if you're doing single origin, obviously, mm. you know, you're going to be looking for a like balance it. in your coffee. Mm. But if if you you know, let's say you have a Mexican coffee that doesn't have mm-hmm. the body you're looking for this season, you know, you might add in a Sumatra or exactly taste different things, and that's where that cupping comes important because mm-hmm. you. You learn to differentiate between the coffees and you can say, okay, this one actually, I know this one has a lot of body to it. And I know this one doesn't. I'm going to try adding them and then see what the flavor,
1: what it does to that. Do they complement each other? That's that's really good, Reed, because, yeah, when we're making a blend, and that's one of the advantages of a blend, you can the proportions you can change as coffee changes over time. Yeah. And uh, But the good thing about that with a, a blended coffee is you can keep the, the, the integrity of that flavor going throughout, mm. whereas you've got just one coffee, and that starts dying off in some ways it's died off. You've got to get a new coffee, but with right. a blend, you can add uh, the Sumatra. If it's not giving as much bottle as you want, well, let's go to, let's go to some of its neighbors and let's go to Papua New Guinea and see what they've got there that will bring body, but not take over the flavor. And now you're, you're in the whole realm of making a blend of coffee.
0: <laughs> it's a whole new episode. They're blending for all cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've got, you know, those are two examples of some coffees that generically have different profiles for, for body there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, is there any any particular guide that we can go with for what coffees may be prone to more body other than just those two, or is it... Yeah. or a different oh, styles yeah, of coffee true. even. I or? mean, you
1: could look at it in more detail and I know and I've tasted Guatemalans that uh, have some thick bodies, some El Salvador's that have some thick body. Yeah. And uh, that's a generalization as well. You need to cup these coffees and see if this particular one in this particular year of this one has it. Right. And uh, But then I've tasted some wonderful geisha, uh, Ethiopian, and going or from Panama, mm. and they're, they're very delicate. Mm-hmm. When I say delicate, they don't have that body. Fact. They have a different complexity to yep, it. Yep. And therefore, they, and they're almost tea-like. When I say tea-like, tea is quite low in body. Well, you think about it, tea doesn't typically have a lot of body until we add milk in it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um so its extraction is a little bit different.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, the other thing that can that can change or manipulate the body that we're getting would be the process
1: or the way the coffee is processed. And we're back on the farm now and you're right. Yeah. So as I say you've got the the coffee, the green bean but it's mm-hmm. been I'm um, taken off the tree. The tree has been taken off and it's going through a process and there's different processes, which we'll have to do another bot, a podcast on processes. <laughs> it's like Every every episode we figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to keep you coming back for more. Yeah. But, um, Different processes of, of, of how that coffee goes from the, the seed on mm-hmm. the tree all the way through getting onto a boat uh, <laughs> right. to come to Europe, to New Zealand, to Australia, to, to America here. Yeah. It's, it's going to um, go through a different process. And that process will affect, tweak again, the body of the coffee. Right. right I, I'm just going to talk about three major blend, major processes and there's more to it than that. Mm. What are the three? First one is Washed okay and it's words, washed wet they call it and there's water a lot of water involved a lot of Guatemalans go this way which is perhaps you know whatever they they um i think when you were in brazil <coughs> um when you visited uh, uh the farm in brazil
0: they I, I think i remember seeing lots of pictures of water washed coffee yep
1: yep they have a lot of water available and that makes sense that and there was a lot this of message, uh, this water method. processing and all that yep. kind of stuff yeah but they're known; those water ones are known for clarity, for cleanliness, hmm. um, and uh, therefore their mouthfeel yeah. is not such a such a highlighted thing. As, as uh, generalisation again, you can like generalisation, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the weight, not the necessarily the taste. Exactly, it's the weight. It's the weight. Um, you've got naturals, which are the opposite end of the spectrum, mm. and no. Lot less or no water involved in naturals, it's plucked off the tree, it's dried, and because the sun comes out and it's sort of it, its own juices and the sun go into the seed itself, mm. uh, typically they have uh more body. Just again, like generalization because there's no water to take stuff away and clean any solids away from that particular coffee bean.
0: Well, I mean, that's just even just that right there again, it's generalization, it's not always going to be true. Um, different coffees will be outliers in those results but basically what we can you know kind of what we can figure out is you know if you're in the store looking at coffees and the bag of coffee tells you the process that it went through whether it was washed yes. or whether it was it was uh, you know dry you can kind of take a look and say do you want a washed or natural and if you can you can you can you can get a better chance of getting body, mm-hmm. going with that natural as opposed to the washed.
1: Not always true, but it's, it's something no, you no, can you're use right. a rule of thumb. The trick there, of course, is you also you get a, a big variation of flavor. Right. And a lot of the naturals, like I think of the Ethiopian naturals, are very berry front, very lots of body, but very berry. Mm. Whereas you go for an Ethiopian, a washed one, I mean, yeah. like a berry, like a you yeah, whatever, yeah. blackberry, whatever tastes, uh, blueberry. But uh, you can go for a washed one, and they're more the citrus, but they have a lot less body with them. Yeah, And uh, so you're getting a very different citrus versus to a berry fruit. That's a different taste, but they've got different bodies going on too. This is a curiosity of mine, but do you ever see
0: a blend that has, so let's say it's a Brazilian coffee, Mm -hmm. but it's the same exact Brazilian coffee from Mm. the same farm, Mm -hmm. one that's natural process and one that's washed. And then, so, you know, theoretically Mm -hmm. we have more body in the natural one, less in the washed one. But there may be different flavors. If we
1: combine the two of those, do we get just a double whammy of awesome? Uh, I don't want to burst your bubble here, but (laughs) (laughs) typically I think the balance is going to be off. And when I say the balance, not just, I mean, the body, maybe you may get in the middle there, but I think the flavor is going to be so similar. Yeah that, that flavour part and the acidity is going to be one thing as well and it's it's mm. it's it's just going to, I don't think you'll be that happy at the end of the day, I mean <laughs> it's possible and technically and I'm sure people do do it, yeah. but that's why you'll use different beans typically to bring in uh, a, a body and a flavour that complements rather than two exact same flavours, just sort of go, a going over the top at that point, but I'm sure there's ones out there that taste <laughs> really good and people can let us know yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's just amazing. Before we
0: even get the beans into the roaster, yes, there's certain processes and things that have been done, even just regions that have been grown in soils, mm-hmm. the amount of sun, mm-hmm. whether or not there was a monsoon that year. Yeah, that's right. That are affecting it and basically giving us these tools or this toolkit of like, you know, here's what I have mm-hmm. to work with that we don't get to change. Mm-hmm. And so that's when, you know, tasting what coffee you're getting from your suppliers becomes is so important. important. Mm-hmm. Because. Mm-hmm year to year it's going to change.
1: Yeah, it's true. You know, if you want new coffee, you're going to have to taste all that. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody at work the other day about how, yeah, this it's a long term uh, for a farmer. Mm. They know about it. And the roaster, it's a fairly long term process. Yeah. It's not quick. Whereas a barista, you, you make the, make the coffee. It's done. It's over. Boom. Oh, you want this one? Oh, can he, oh here's this one here now. Don't where it gets slower and slower as you go back in the process from the barista to the roaster to the farm. And now the farm has got one crop for the year. Right. It's going to look after that for a long time.
0: Well, and it, yeah, I mean, we may be getting in the weeds a little, but it's, it's, I think it's interesting how you as a roaster, do you feel like over the course of, you know, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. you have a better understanding of the way coffees tend to taste and the way that obviously they tend to taste. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause you've been tasting them a lot more, but, year to year you can kind of you can kind of see patterns in different regions and that kind of thing that help yes. make your decisions when you're looking for stuff
1: like body? It's a bit of a yes and a no to that because yes your experience helps immensely and you sort mm. of have a feel where this may go. But as I was saying earlier, um, it jumps in how they're producing coffees and, and new techniques they're using on the farms and, yeah. and the one we we're talking about here shortly, the honey and the pulp naturals. Uh, They can change things up so that your experience goes, Oh, that's different to what I was expecting. Yeah. So, you that's where for a roaster, you've got it's the it's not just um, doing it day in, day out. There's an art to it as well where you actually think about, Oh, this is changing it. The latest thing in roasting really is the whole roast development. In my day, we didn't even know about that. It was just, Was it light or dark, basically? Yeah. Or was it dark or darker? (laughs) But uh, now there's a whole, whole, Study coming out in roast development, and that changes up even how that whatever bean the brazil bean that you've had for years mm. you can tweak that now to make it oh that's quite different to how i remember roasting it in the past and i want to jump into that but mm. i want to really quickly get the the honey pulps oh, and naturals yeah that's that's a. I, I really they're sort of like in between the wet <laughs> and the the dry or the natural yeah and they're a bit the, of a hybrid they are and they I, I think they bring out the best of both worlds possibly <laughs> but that's my personal uh, opinion but the mucilage When you pick the cherry off the tree, Mm -hmm. it's got a a skin that gets uh, taken off for wet processing, and then they get rid of that sticky mucilage. But uh, for honey processes, they take the skin off, but they leave the mucilage on, and they put it on the drying patios, Mm. the raised beds of coffee— and and they let that mucilage sort of do the work, whereas the wet process they've taken it off. So there's no mucilage to do anything. The dry process, it stayed all of it stayed there in the skin like a vacuum. It's just in there and it's incubated right. in there. Whereas the naturals, it's the, the, the semi pulped honey, I should say. Uh, they they do a bit of both, and yeah. so and then you get different colours depending on how long you leave it in the sun how much shade you give this coffee wow and you can get right down i can't i don't know where the colors red blue ends in a black coffee hmm. which is a term for it's been left the longest um and, and so that the, the, the mucilage is really soaked in quite a bit hmm. i
0: mean that's crazy how many different just even in just the drying and how what you do with that,
1: and that affects course what we're really back to what we're doing about that the body is right. that syrupiness, that and that the the word syrup you think of body you think of body Stick. you think of honey, you think yeah, it's not just this watery thing it's got a syrup that's doing stuff mm. uh, to the to the bean and and bringing out the body if it's there,
0: yeah, that's amazing um so the next step is the or the next thing that we can do to China, or one of the next things is mm-hmm. brew methods, yeah, and like we had talked about um. We we had put on our show notes. We put we put a couple of other things. We put Aeropress, French press, espresso, Chemex, um, and when we looked at the Aeropress one, we we said that the paper filters. You know, well, we said Aeropress would give you more body. Mm-hmm. And when you buy an Aeropress, you get paper filters. With mm-hmm. it. You can buy metal ones from Cone but it comes with paper. Mm-hmm. So assuming that's what they meant. We thought, okay, so it's saying you get more body through a paper. And then later on in our notes, we had some well, stuff. Oh, less, less body. Or paper. sorry, less body, right. Yes. And then in, in our notes later on, we had some stuff that said, you know, obviously the paper is going to soak up some of the oils mm-hmm. and not let that mm-hmm. pass. So it's going to be less body. So we thought, hmm. well, how does that work? If the AeroPress gives you more body but uses a paper filter. So that's where we made the two cups today. So we had mm-hmm. paper or... This one's paper yeah, and this great. one's metal. Yep. Just to taste it. And, and both had a, a decent amount of body to them, I would say.
1: Which that perhaps is the way the AeroPress, how the method is used, that it just helps yeah. with the body. Um, it
0: also depends on the coffee we had. True. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> but the same coffee is what we put through both we processes did, yes. to see. And
0: the body, to me at least, the body
1: was very similar. It was actually. And I, it had a good body. I, if you're doing a, a scale 6 to 10, I would say that's a good 8, the 8.5, I would give that for body.
0: And I've always been impressed with, uh, you know, Aeropress. I, I I personally don't understand the science behind it, but mm-hmm. I've always found that Aeropress has a really good body note to it. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so you know, that's our first one, Aeropress. Yes. And then French press. We can also get some extra body with that.
1: That's right, and it's 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 where we talk about the metal filter in the French press mm. that allows body to go through. Of course, you'll know if you ever make a French press what's well, left, and there's all the. The, the insolubles thank you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is actually gets in your cup and you drink it you'll notice at the end of a cup of french press you'll Maybe notice that those insolubles are still there but that's adding body to the coffee
0: yeah well i mean you can even see it as you um before you press it down. you can see how much is floating in that coffee when mm-hmm. you press it down the filter in that to me at least mm-hmm. is not as fine as a paper filter is like the metal filter of a of a French right, press, it's not right. as fine as mm-hmm. the as the paper filter on you know something else might be, so it is gonna like you said let more through, mm-hmm. um, and it's not gonna necessarily soak in at all. Yeah, like yeah. a paper
1: filter would. Exactly. I had a thought we did the cone the K O N E. Uh-huh. We've done it for an Aeropress and the, well, I've got one for a pour over as well. I've never seen a cone for a French press. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, French press kind of uses a metal filter already. It does, already. but a cone's got, you know, just the pattern of holes that they've put in that, that stainless steel. Don't worry about it. They're just a thought. <laughs> if anyone listening works for cone, yep. let us know if yeah, that's yeah, something that's you can right. do. And, um, uh, and then another well-known one is espresso. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's take a moment for that. Mm. Just, mm. uh, we'll uh, the silence there. <laughs> no. And that's known, and again, that extraction—the way the water comes through quickly—yeah, uh, through the fineness of, and it's a very fine blend, of course, that you've you've, you've ground, right? And uh, that tends to bring out some good body. The nice thing about espresso. The method there also can bring out, if it's got acidity, it would be there too. So now you get this great balance going on between the two.
0: And I would say there's a little bit of a correlation between Aeropress and Espresso. Obviously, they're vastly yep. different, but mm-hmm. they're of, of the other methods, Chemex, French Press, Aeropress has the most pressure behind it. Exactly. Um, obviously, Espresso has a lot more pressure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's that aspect that's common to both of them.
1: Uh, the last one is the chemex. I just use it as a as a, a, a comparison, and chemex right. is typically going to have, if, if anything, it's going to have uh, less oil. And here's the paper, f- the, well, the metal thing coming through again.
0: Well, because that paper filter for chemex is very thick. Mm-hmm. It know, you, is. It's in in on one side, it's folded what four times, yeah, and the other the trifold. Side the, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a very thick amount of paper that's pros- going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of like a, I think of like oils like Mm -hmm. i think of like car oil Mm -hmm. how do you soak it up well you get an an absorbent rag and soak it up and then it doesn't leave the rag even if you you know if right. you get oil in your clothes or something, mm-hmm. or if cooking you get oil on your clothes it stains because it soaks into your clothes.
1: Um, whereas if you uh, cleaned up oil with a one of those wire things you use for scrubbing pots and oh, pans, yeah, it a, would go everywhere.
0: It wouldn't, yeah, no, it would seep through your 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 wire sponge. That's right, no experiment needed there because yeah, steel cloth. It. That's what I'm thinking. Okay,
1: of. yeah, we, yeah, it's not gonna work.
0: Um, so those, are, you know, those are some different examples of mm-hmm. different ways. Even just the brewing side of it, you know, I I think to me it feels like as you go from farm to cup, uh, the farm has a lot of a say, a lot of say, mm-hmm. and then almost each step as you go down, you're narrowing the mm-hmm. amount you can change it. That's probably true, yeah. Because you know, if you, our brewing methods are going to be different, but. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest factor is going to be the farmer and mm-hmm. then the roaster, then, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, the, then the brew and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's interesting And we that probably works. should
1: touch on the roaster just... As we yeah, you had mentioned here. a little bit about the because roasting. That, as you were saying, the farm has a big impact on and the actual seed they start with has a huge impact on it. Totally. And as a roaster... We have an opportunity to tweak it as well if it's there, mm. um, and typically you would think of uh, darker roasts uh, are often associated with more body, mm. but it's not always the case. As I was talking about roast, there's development. more to it than just the color, exactly. And you know when you get a dark bean, roasted dark bean, and you can see all the oil coming out, you're oh yeah, well, that's obvious. Yeah, but it's not as obvious as that. There's this science out there that would go to show that. Um, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, well, that you had a good about. quote
0: from uh, was it Matt Perger?
1: That's right, uh, barista hustle. <laughs> I'm reading off the notes. So I'm cheating. Okay, I, don't, I don't know Matt either, but he had a good quote. And, yeah, a good uh, quote. Man. Bean color and roast development are not always connected. Mm. Roasting is a complex combination of multiple factors, and good roasters will control the heat all the way through the roast to accentuate their desired profiles, and that accentuate all through the roast. Um, to to reach desired profiles, mm. that's the tweak that the roaster can make. He can make it longer. There's some science out there talks about if you prolong the first crack in coffee, that will allow for more body in the coffee to develop. Interesting, yeah. And I think that's a. It's
0: kind of like that misconception that darker or coffee has mm-hmm. more caffeine. Right, right. It's it's there's there's more to it than just getting to the color part of it. You know, there's there's a there's a process and there's how long you make that process with heat and temperature and all that kind of stuff.
1: It's been great in the last five years of different folk who uh, it's to do, I didn't see too much. There wasn't a lot of written material out there on particularly mm-hmm. the roasting side. Another one. I, I have a book, uh, "Modulating the Flavor Profile of Coffee" by Rob Hoos, and he explains the uh, the Maillard reaction, which I remember at school thinking, "Oh, come, how boring!" <laughs> now I go, oh, the Maillard—that's an everything. It's an amazing yeah. process. And I, I, it's so amazing. I don't understand much of it. <laughs> it's so amazing, but uh, he looked at stretching out uh, the roast there mm. uh, that stretches out the whole that whole reaction that's in a lot of the roasting process, right, right, and uh, it can lead to more uh, Miller. Uh, what's he got here? To Miller Odin's. Um, odens I'm not sure how to say that word actually but but that's the body part one part of the coffee that because you've stretched that bit out uh, you've made a longer roast you may get to the same color but you have enabled you've tweaked it so that now you've got more body in your coffee mm. but I should I know there's a term in roasting we call baking which is not a term you want you don't want Coffee that's been baked and really baked, as the word sounds like you've just stretched out it too long, mm. and now it's dried out, and things have not gone well in the in the roast because it's now a very blah coffee. We talked
0: about. Before we recorded about baking and, and one of the definition or kind of ways to think about it we came up with was a marshmallow. Mm, if you right. roast a marshmallow, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's got the word roast in it. If you roast, like if you roast like a it. marshmallow, it'll you know cook in two minutes or mm-hmm. depending on how patient. In your you are. case, one. Yeah. In my case, one minute or less. But if you put a um, if you put a marshmallow in the oven. At a low temperature for mm-hmm. a long amount of time, you know, it'll just expand and expand. And mm-hmm. As long as you
1: don't burn it, you can make it grow.
0: But it's not a
1: roasted marshmallow. The at that sweetness point. goes, the body goes from it, and suddenly, yeah, you've got a, a baked marshmallow.
0: And that's what we do with coffee. If we if we prolong that for too long, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't have high enough temperature, we can we can cause this thing. So it's it is a balance when you're doing that to make sure you do
1: it, but also don't to not overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I mean, we could go on. I, I, I could learn, and you could learn more about body, and mm. and I, not that I want to get focused just on body because there's many other parameters there. We want to look at acidity shortly too, not today, but yeah. another time. But my realization and all this, and when I started roasting coffee, when I started cupping coffee, I realized one thing: three words. I need to use my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about talking because I sometimes do that too much. Sometimes yeah. I don't do enough of it, <laughs> but. Uh, Start using your tongue when you're drinking coffee and, and just weigh the coffee. And you will be surprised mm. that, I think this is why I like this coffee, because it's really heavy. I've never right. thought about that before. And body is in or it's not in the coffee, and mm. you will notice it by using your tongue.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a super important thing. And I think, you know, if anything, just think about it. That's kind of been that's our right. whole thing throughout these last cupping episodes is to think about it. And thinking about the body, you can do that. Um, know, to, to get the body of a coffee, it's best to do it black. So you don't want to do it with right. milk. That's going to affect it and all those yeah. things.
1: But and I, we didn't say, I may have said it, but also use your tongue for weighing. But then get your tongue on top of your mouth and just pull it back. And you will see that smoothness we're talking about, whether it's really grainy or it's really heavy, but it's smooth. Mm. And that's sort of when you're tasting coffee, you want to use the tongue and the roof of your mouth.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, with those tools, you know, that's something we can you can start to look at and look for, especially when you're cupping um, and even just drinking different coffees. If you're at work or if you're going out for coffee, you Mm -hmm. can start to kind of assess that a little bit more. And uh, it's something that can really really give you a a lot more in your cup or if Mm -hmm. you don't like body something that can ruin your cup (laughs) but it is a a huge important aspect of it and we look forward to kind of going into a few more aspects of cupping but again thank you for for joining us thank you for being a part of the bean stuff podcast Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah so we look forward to chatting with you next week and uh we'll see you soon